What's up, guys? Welcome to the Lazy Boy QBs podcast. I am your co-host, Chad Larson. Joining me as he does each and every episode as we're here to start off Season 3, the one, the only, Jonathan Ryder. Johnny, how are you doing today, boss? Hefe, hefe. I'm excited to be back for Season 3, you know, Episode 111. Uh, I I was able to log in. That means you haven't fired me yet, but... (laughs) You know, talking about fire, I'm fired up for football season. It's right around the corner. Uh, I mean, I'm just ready to go. Like like I told you before, uh, I'm sitting in a fantasy draft right now. Uh, I, I got a pick in nine, eight, seven seconds, but I'm doing outstanding. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, boss, but can you please, since you are the since you have the first pick of this league, and we were just talking about it off air a second yeah. ago, can you let our listeners in behind the behind the door? Can you tell them who you're selecting with your number one overall pick in this draft, I might add? Well, I have 48 seconds to go, and it's really hard. I was hoping you could make that pick for me, but <laughs> you, you've been, wow. you've been steer, staying clear. Um, I'm, I'm tempted to take Jonathan, uh, Justin Jefferson, but you know what? I'm just going to go be safe, and I'll take Jonathan Taylor. Just did it. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. So, so, so he should be held personally responsible if this season goes bad for you. That's right. There's always, like, one guy who you can always pin the whole season on. For me, somehow, it was always T.Y. Hilton. Um, <laughs> but then it's like, if you're relying on him, is the problem your own team? So... And that was the question I didn't want to have to ask myself. <laughs> what a hill to die on, huh? T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how. I've literally ended up with him every single year. That's why, like, there were some rumors beginning of the offseason. Of, of course, this is just like us. We got 32 teams to talk about, and we're talking about a guy who's not even on one right now. Uh, <laughs> but there was a chance that Dallas could sign him for, like, a sneaky. Like, he was getting talked about heavily to the Cowboys, and I was like, anybody mm. but him. Like, even though I know he'll contribute some games, like anybody but him, because I know what type of a tease T.Y. Hilton was in his prime, much less now when he's on the downside, when those good games are even fewer and farther between, as many Bucks fans will find out this year. Ooh. That's just a little Julio insight. That's a quick lean. That's a quick lean, but... <laughs> oh, man, it's been too long. It's been too long. we got so much to talk about boss we're breaking down as we said all 32 teams today kind of but before we do that we got a tad bit piece of of timely news to talk about okay serena williams as you know um greatest female tennis player of all time undebatable undebatable right there um is currently playing not currently as a recording but like this weekend is her last tournament i believe that she's ever playing in and me and my girlfriend, when we were watching the, her play the other day, she brought up a great topic that she wanted me to share on the podcast as well. So, Cena, shout out to you. Of who are the greatest athletes? And I wanted to expand it. She said greatest, but I want to expand it. I want to hear your top three greatest athletes that you've seen. Because I think for me and for a lot of people, Serena is on that list. But I want to hear your three, boss. Wow. Um, I know. Putting you that, on I, that I have ever seen or that I, like, like do just, I have, I mean, like. Just guys, of just people of your lifetime, like, that have okay. been around since your lifetime. Sure. Um, I'm going to have to put Pele number one. Okay. Okay. And that might seem a little bit, you know, 
yeah, it, I'm it's sorry. bias. No, no, no. It's just so funny because me and her, when we were talking about this, I said I was mm-hmm. going to present it on the pod, and she said, who do you think he'll say is number one? I said, honestly, he's a Brazilian. I bet he'll say Pele. <laughs> I mean, uh, three-time world champion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I mean, you run down the list of record of the accolades, it sounds a lot less biased. <laughs> right. Um. God, I want to say LeBron James. Okay. Because just the versatility in the man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because as far as like basketball player, you can argue that Jordan is better. Right, uh, but I'm just talking about raw athleticism. This is a guy that could have played any sports. Yeah. Now, dude, Serena. <sighs> it's and tough I don't coming wanna... up with three. It's tough. Yeah, because I mean, Serena has been dominating tennis ever since I just started following sports. Yeah. I mean, late '90s, and it's 2022 yeah. now. And she's still on top. That that even supersedes a guy like Tom Brady. And I don't know if you think Tom Brady is really an athlete. He's just a really good quarterback. And yeah. for people who under underrate tennis as far as athleticism, oh, yeah. yeah, go 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 play some <laughs> tennis and see what happens. Yeah. Give it about two minutes of running side to side with the racket in your hand, having to hit it back with as much force as they do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No chance. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put her there. But there, there are others. There are others, right? I think Tiger, yeah. you know, yeah. is it, it, up there. Um, I think Cristiano Ronaldo, the mm-hmm. way that he takes care of his body, the, the things that you see him do in a soccer field, how high he jumps, how fast he runs, Mbappe. Uh, but I'll go I'll go with my three, man. Okay, okay. I was, when I guess when I said greatest athletes, I didn't even just mean just pure athleticism. I guess just mm-hmm. like athlete in their greatness. sport yeah like really mm-hmm. just greatness that's why like for me mine was mm-hmm. it was so funny i said my number one was michael phelps i didn't even have to think about it for more than two seconds i just think that run he had from 04 to 2016 is is honestly the most unprecedented thing i think that that we've seen in sports in a, in a long time uh-huh. i mean to compete at 28 different olympic events yeah. and your and your off day is two bronze medals yeah out of those 28 events. ridiculous right <laughs> i mean 23 golds i think he has what like eight or ten more than anybody else so my question is the doping because he got caught yeah, I mean, to because because be that's why I didn't put Lance Armstrong in this conversation. Well, look, if I'm if I'm rounding out my three, Serena is my second, and then I have Barry Bonds third. So you clearly can tell I don't really give a damn. True. About that. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I mean, to be honest, like, don't get me wrong. It definitely plays a part, but at the same time, I think there are guys that it definitely helped, but I still think are are the greatest, regardless okay. of that. I would say. And, gotcha. like, their dominance was so much more that it wasn't like they were only dominating because of performance enhancements or anything like that. Right. Although it's undeniable to say it helped. So <laughs> Nice little tangent for us to get on to, got, get the blood flowing, get the juices flowing, you know, get us back into that. Great question by Cena, though. That, that, that's, like, that's a great question because it's go. really hard. There you go, exactly. Ne- next time, make it easier, please. Top five, you know. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> Boss, I will say we're getting into these conferences. We're going to start with the yeah. AFC. But before we do, though, we have to give our shout-outs. We haven't given shout-outs in a while, and I need you ready. 
3-3-6-9-2-0-5-6-1-3-0-1-2-1-4. Stand up! Yes, yes, yes. And I will say any first-time listeners, because I have been getting the word out these past couple of weeks. I've been trying to. So nice. any first-time listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Boss, let's get into it, man. It's football time. It's time to talk about these 32 teams. We're starting with your division. We're starting with the AFC East. The way I figured we're going to do this is kind of just talk about the four teams, kind of. I mean, we go team by team, obviously, speak on each of them. And then kind of sum it up with giving our division um, our division ranking. And then at the very end of each conference, we'll give our seven playoff teams. Next week, um, we'll dive into more individual awards. And then we'll kind of see you know, how we see those seven teams playing out as far as who's playing for conference championships, who's going mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl, things like that. So that sounds like a plan to you, boss. Hey, boss, it sounds perfect. All right, well, let's get into it then. Buffalo Bills, our very first team. Josh Allen, I feel like the team that's – it's weird with me with the Bills because I love everything that they do. And, of course, you know know it's our podcast when I immediately criticize. I just feel like they've gotten a lot of hype for a team that, if we really look at it, really blew their season last year. I mean, 13 seconds, boss. That's on a special the, play. That's blowing your season to me. But but it also shows to me that you're only one play yeah. 13 seconds away from winning that game. And they were most likely going to be favored against the Bengals in the conference championship. And you could also see a very balanced game with, with, with the Rams. So it, it was one play. You were one play away. You were one not even stop. Not, it's just a play away from a special quarterback to a special wide receiver connection. Yeah, the one one that you will not have to worry about this year. Uh, thanks, to, <laughs> thanks to Miami. Before we get to them, though, I will say one yeah. thing that that the Bills I think are super obsessed with this year. This two tight end look that they've been talking about all throughout the offseason. I mean, they ended up signing O.J. Howard, you know, to be the second tight end. Yeah, and then they ended up cutting him because I think Tommy Sweeney, who's the guy who's going to be that second tight end, provides a little bit more of that blocking versatility. And I really think part of the reason they want to use two tight ends is because their numbers game, they feel like they can get a numbers advantage either way, right? If they play play the two tight ends against uh, some sort of a base defense, they feel like they'll have a speed advantage over them if they're playing him in some type of nickel package then you know that's when you just tell josh allen to use you know his size and strength and just run between the tackles or really run run between those tight ends um so i think that'll be a a, a exciting wrinkle to see in their offense this year josh allen probably not going to run as much in the regular season i hope not but playoff time or the you know the games that matter that they need to win I could see him two tight ends, a back, and then he's taking a bunch of carries out of that. But what are you seeing from them? Offense, defense. Let's talk about their defense. What do you see? What are you going to be looking for from them um, as they're going to be without Tredavious White for at least, I think, the first four as he's recovering four, from four, that Yeah, so it, it, it heavy responsibility on Kari Elam, you know, their first-round pick, the, yeah. the big corner from Florida. But they have two excellent safeties. Um, Probably the, would you say the best duo in the game? I know I've put you on the spot like 10 times early in the uh, podcast. Hey, man, don't be sleeping on Brandon Jones or Javon Holland. But 
love it. <laughs> you can definitely put it up there. I cannot name a a defense with two safeties like that, right? Um, maybe maybe the Ravens, right? With 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 Marcus Williams, and then if if Kyle Hamilton turns out to be anything, uh, hey, I'm trying here, boys. You put me on the spot. Um, from the defensive side. I think that they need to that their their pass rush is going to improve this year, right? You pay big money to to Von Miller, and then um, oh, oh my gosh, the Miami rookie from last year and Greg uh, Rousseau and Epino AJ Epinesa, those guys should be better. At least provide more of of. But overall, I'm not really concerned about that their defense. I'm a little bit concerned about the loss of Brian Dayball. You know, the offensive coordinator definitely going to the New York Giants, and, and there's some changes in that offensive line as well. At the end of the day, boss, I I do feel that the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the AFC, and everything to me points that they're going to win that division. I'm not saying that there's a big gap between them. And maybe some of the other contenders, right? Uh, like the Chiefs, of course. But I mean, I just love Josh Allen, and yeah. you know, you you had a guy like Jamison Crowder, uh, Davin Knox, another year. Um, they added Cook, you know, which is going to be that running back that's going to catch them, catch balls for them. I would like to see more regularity from Devin Singletary. Yeah, um, I thought he was good for them as a rookie. Kind of went away from him a little bit. I felt like last year. I think it's there. You know, go go owls hoot hoot. Um, <laughs> I I just find it hard to be picking on this team. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And somehow I, I found a way to do so. So I'm in I'm in I'm in regular season mood, regular season form. Um, but no, we really both think this is going to be a really good team. I mean, heck, you said they're the best team at the AFC. I've got them right up there in that first group, no doubt about mm -hmm. it. Um, that tier. Started, I know you like tiers. Yep, yep. Whatever that first tier in the whole NFL is, really, I think that they're in it. So um, not much debate there. Let's talk about a team that there has been a lot of debate about, and I swear sure. I don't think I've seen so much Twitter bandwidth spent on one team as I have the Miami Dolphins this offseason. Boss, I'm sorry. I just got to get some stuff off my chest first. Please, please. If I see Tyreek Hill in front of a microphone again, I might have to throw up. Like, I, might, I honestly <laughs> might have to throw up. I think I saw him getting interviewed by, what was it, Jake Paul the other day or something like that. And oh, Jesus. And that's when I was like, you know what, man, that's where I just draw the line. Like, I'm sorry. I, just, I barely want to see you get interviewed by, by football people, much less uh, TikTokers or whatever. <laughs> the thing that I do like about Miami, obviously they improved their team very much, right? When you add one of the mm -hmm. five best receivers, no doubt about it, a guy who I think is the best receiver in the NFL oh. um, to your team. Well, I mean, I, I still think he's – I don't think he's going to have the best season of any receiver, but I still think right. if, if I could pick one receiver – Talent-wise. Yeah, if I could pick one receiver for my team, I would pick him um, because of all the stuff that he's going to do as far as making it easy for other guys. Um the offensive line, slight improvement. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not thrilled about seeing Connor Williams on the starting depth chart for a team. But look, man, you compare, you put it in perspective. Compared to what you've seen in Miami the past couple of years, that is a huge upgrade. And 
it's going to be the best line Tua's ever played with. It'll be the best situation that he's been in. And it's a make-or-break season for him. And I don't want to be the 500th guy to say that about the Dolphins, but it's true. I mean, and I want to see what McDaniels is going to do. You know, I think one of the things that is always a telltale sign of helping a quarterback out is getting him in play action. And I was like, all right, well, McDaniels is going to be heavy play action for Tua. Tua already had the highest play action rate of any quarterback last year, 43%. Um, Now, the problem with that is when he wasn't in play action, he was like the third worst quarterback efficiency-wise in the whole NFL. So it's going to need to see, can you get his efficiency up when there's no window dressing, right? Can you make the decisions quicker? Can you make them stronger, make them, you know, faster throws, faster reads, all that type of stuff? What are you seeing from Tua there, and what are you seeing from Miami as a whole um, that, that makes you a believer in them this season, if you are? Ah. Uh- I'm not going to say that I'm not, and I've been slowly buying into the Miami Dolphins more and more. Look, it, it, the like you said, the offensive line, it, it, it's it's the best who has ever played behind, right? We, we have an all-pro left tackle that just needs to stay healthy, right? Um, this is how I view success for Tua, is that... When the competition is tough, he can handle it, right? Um, my, my biggest thing with Tua is that he played really well in, in, against competition was that was lesser than the Dolphins. And when there was a big game to win, you know, Buffalo in, two years ago in Tennessee, uh, the, the man just crumbled. Um, I think he's going to be all right, Chad. I, I, I really think he's going to play within the... The structure of the offense, I think it's not gonna, it, it's just gonna bother Tua Stan. I'm not looking for the deep fly routes. I wanna see crossers. I wanna see, you know, not only, you know, Hill and Waddle, I wanna see Cedric Wilson getting oh, in yeah. on the action. I, you know, and, and then running game is gonna help, right? Mostert, Edmonds, they're bringing Miles Gaskins back. I wanna see, you know, Tua hitting, you know, uh, Mike Gusecki down the seam if he's still on the roster, which I think he is. You're right. It's no excuses. The only thing that worries me is that Teron Armstead has a history of not staying healthy throughout the full season. Can Miami be successful if the offensive line is banged up? Right. Yeah, I mean, because so many times that happens for teams. Absolutely. And this is my thing. Tua this year, I know Tua is a good player as far as a quarterback. He, you know, he is your average to above average. I want to see if he can elevate good players. And I already okay. told you what, what what my standard for for the Miami Dolphins is this year is. How much of that gap with Buffalo can you close? Yeah, because, I mean, let's be real. We'll talk about these last two teams really quickly, but mm-hmm. the Jets and Patriots, I don't think either one has really um, – I don't think Miami should be worried about either one. If anything, New England, no. who we can talk about real quickly, they've yeah. fallen, I think, closer to the Jets to the point where, Thank you know, you. I, there are probably some people out there who are going to pick, you. you know, the Jets to finish third in that division and feel really good about that. No, I mean, I, Sam Aiko said that the, the Patriots – yeah. Patriots are, 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 are a playoff team. Stop it. Stop it. They don't even have a freaking offensive coordinator. 
Matt Patricia, the last time he, he even was on the offensive side of the ball was like 2004 as a freaking offensive line. Like, not even as a coach. I think he's like a freaking specialist. Get the hell out of here. I know I used to be a Bill Belichick believer. This is nuts. This is nuts. Sorry, yeah. boss. No, I mean, but the thing is, nothing you said, I can't argue with anything that you said. I mean, I don't know. Like, right here, we have some bullets for all the teams that we're talking about. I don't, for the yeah. Patriots, straight up, I just have, where are they above average? Like, where is their team above average, Evan? If this was any of the other 31 teams in the league and they had any of the other different uniforms, people wouldn't people wouldn't say a single thing about this team. Maybe a running back? Right, yeah. the least yeah. one of the least yeah, important positions say, where everybody has above average. Yeah, They're exactly. above average in a position where majority of the league has above average. Yeah. And I think you hit it right on the head when you said it's really just Belichick. And you, you know, you admitted you were guilty of it. And really, you probably, I probably should have stayed on as long as you did because you were semi vindicated last year with the playoff appearance. But I, I can't tell you that this team is going to be. I mean, forget the playoffs. I don't know if this team is going to win more than five or six games, to be honest. <laughs> and we already talked about this, and you just, you know, just reiterator, they're a lot closer to the bottom of the Jets than they are to the Dolphins in the playoffs in that division. Book it. They're starting cornerback. I mean, these are their starting cornerbacks, boss. Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills, and Miles Bryant in the slot. You're not winning games with those three as your corners. I'm sorry, you're just not. Like oh, yeah, and then Kyle Duggar and Jabril Peppers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be playing just nickel linebacker for them. Like, Belichick won't let him touch the back third of the field. No chance. Um, last team we'll talk about, Jets. Man, I mean, Makai Becton, another huge injury, going to be out for the season. Almost like they should have drafted an offensive lineman to replace him, um, you know, when they had that fourth pick in the draft. But uh, how else do you go get a corner and name Sauce? Um, who's be playing 50 yards away from the ball 75% of the game. Uh, good job, though. Good job, though. You guys made the good picks. Um, sorry. I just still can't get over how you have two in the top ten and you don't get you don't beef up the line one bit. Um, but, look, outside of that, I think there's a lot of excitement for the Jets. This is that year two Zach Wilson. This is – I mean, do you think this is going to be the make or break for him where it gets accelerated a little bit because they put so much around him? You know, in the name of Garrett Wilson, the receiver. Obviously, Brees Hall they drafted, uh, even though Michael Carter is still getting the first-team reps. Uh, Corey Davis, you know, they, who they've given big money to, Elijah Moore. Do you think Wilson has the pieces around him that it'll be on him if he doesn't succeed this year? I do. I, I do. Um, the dude is just – it's just bad processing, man. I think it's – I think – we fell in love with all the the tools, the physical tools, and, and and the gunslinger mentality coming out of college. Absolutely. But I I I really think that at this time, the level of competition that he was playing kind of caught up to him when he got into the NFL. Yep. You can't just throw it up there. Um, like this guy, he misses easy throws. Yes. And when you start missing easy throws. There's a problem. Yeah, you can't fall behind. It's too hard in the NFL because the hard throws are too hard for you yep. to miss the easy ones. So, 
I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think this roster is going to be a competitive roster. They were a competitive roster last year, but one thing that that I kind of remember this year, I, I think they had a, a, a like some core pieces, right? Michael Carter's on both sides, you know, the corner, yeah. you know, um, they they have pieces. Right. I mean, my to thing be honest, is, I actually like mm-hmm. a couple guys on their defense yeah. line, right? Franklin Myers. Yes. I thought was good for, for underrated. Yeah, very. I mean, Quinnen Williams, I have down here. Quinnen Williams, I think, is a fascinating guy because consistency-wise, I think he's probably yeah. been better than a guy who I have him compared to is Jeffrey Simmons right here. Same draft class. Not really compared, but just two guys who I kind of keep an eye on at the same right. time. I think Williams, if he can start to show that pop, those pops of dominance more so across games this year, I think that'll be big for them because this defense has to be able to take away something, right? They were 30th against the rush last year. They were 30th in coverage, um, and they didn't have a very high sack rate either. So, you know, that's something they're going to have to take away the runner pass in some type of way uh, this upcoming season. And you know Salah's going to want to, knowing that he's a defensive type of guy. Right. So, I I just want to see improvement from. Well, I don't as a Dolphins fan, <laughs> as but a football fan, as a football fan, you know, you want to see the guy that was taken second overall kind of make that leap. It's good for the game, yep. but it, 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 I I don't see a lot of excuses for him, and that's a much 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 improved roster from what they were last year. Yeah, agreed. I still think the defense is shaky, but offensively, really much improved. All right, boss. We'll wrap up this division. Let's go ahead and give your go ahead and give us your order one to four. All right, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. <laughs> yeah, we went we went very boring, very chalk first. So yeah, not a lot of disagreement there. I have the same order. I just I bet you that gap between Jets Patriots is closer than the gap between Patriots Dolphins. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I think we're right there with with you. And as I said many times before, I'll be glad to be wrong with the Belichick. (laughs) You know, I don't know. All right, we're going to move on to the AFC West now, boss. Mm -hmm. We're going to pick up the pace slightly, just a little bit. All right, all right, all right. I mean, the problem, the thing that sucks is we have four very interesting, exciting teams to talk about. Yes. I want to go in reverse order of how I have them here because the one at the bottom made the most, made the most noise recently. And that mm-hmm. is the Denver Broncos coming off their 7-10 okay. and 10 season, traded for Russell Wilson, and gave him a five-year, $245 million contract extension today with $165 million in guaranteed money. That is correct. And this five-year deal is adding on to the two years that they have him. So right now they have the 30, he'll be 34 in November. They have mm-hmm. him under contract for the next seven seasons. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the deal? And then after that quickly, then why don't you just go ahead and tell me how you're feeling about Denver, a team that, let the record show, you've always been more optimistic of, of than me. So go ahead. All right. So let me start off with I don't have a problem with the deal. Um, <laughs> it, it, I think Russell Wilson is a solid quarterback. Uh, he is a consistent top 10 quarterback in this league before he got injured last year he had never missed a start uh he was also you know one the only quarterback that had thrown for th- over 30 touchdowns every single season for the you know previous five year- years before he was injured last year uh there are questions about you know the, the latter half of, of of every season with him, he kind of falls off because we always start talking about MVP in the beginning for him, and then it just kind of goes away. 
but I think it was it was starting to get stale in, in, in Seattle. Yep. So I'm okay with the deal. That's what you pay for quarterbacks. I think I read the. I think I read somewhere on Twitter, but I think as far as money made as a quarterback, uh, he's going to be the second highest ever quarterback as a, the amount of money he has made over his career. So, Isn't that ironic I think, how his career yeah. has come full circle from the best thing about him in the beginning was that he was so cheap. Yes. He was still so good, and now, and now yeah, he's going to be the highest pick. Not saying there's anything wrong with it. I get it. I get as much it. As, I criticize, as much as I may dislike some of the stuff he does, he's still worth every penny. For the most part. So, I'll tell you like this as far as the Denver Broncos that I've been high on. The more and more I look at it, the less the less I kind of like them. I feel like if they were playing in the AFC South, number, hands down, the best team. They would have won the South. Like, easy, in my opinion. But when I look at the... When I look at the West... It's a bloodbath. And I know that they have a strong secondary, but I think pass rush is going to be a problem. Yeah. Tim Patrick is down. And then I I guess I got caught up in like thinking about the Jerry Judy from Alabama, not the Jerry Judy from the NFL. Who, who has not been anywhere close to the same guy. And some of it, yes, has been quarterback, but I don't think it all has. I think we can get Correct. Right there. No, no, no. I'm right there with you, boss. And it's a first-year head coach, right? Versus head coach and Josh McDaniels. You can call him a first-year head. Coach. He's been a head coach in the NFL before. He's a you. You can consider him one of the best, if not the best, offensive coordinator in the NFL. Nathaniel um, Hackett, boss. No, I'm talking about Josh McDaniels of the Raiders. Oh, so well, Nathaniel okay. Hackett gets okay. that. He doesn't get the extra benefit of the doubt. Oh, I got you. I got you. Sorry, you're thinking. No, you're a step ahead of me. Sorry sorry about that. Um, And then then you're talking about a Charger team that has improved a lot. And then, of course, you have. Yeah, you know what, boss? I'm right there with you. I think they're going to finish last place in this division. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if it's at like a 9 and 8 or 8 and 9, but the back end of their schedule is brutal. Like in the last four. Like two times against the Chiefs, you got the Rams. I'm like, I don't. And then you play division, and your division just freaking hard. Yeah, and and that was what exactly like what get adds extra concern because of what we talked about at the beginning of Russell Wilson is is historically known to fade at the end of the year. So yeah. I agree with everything you said. To me, it kind of comes down to this simple: is I don't think they have game changers on either side of the ball. And it's too hard. It, it, when all the three teams above you have game changers, I think on both sides of the ball, and you don't. Like, I think Bradley Chubb is a nice player, not consistent enough yet to be considered a game changer. I wouldn't consider any of the receivers on Denver, any of the running backs, any of their skill guys as game changers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Justin Simmons, a safety who we both love, he's a great player. I wouldn't consider him a game changer, though. So I just mm-hmm. think it's too hard to win games at that level, especially, like you said, the competitiveness in that division when you don't have consistent elite-level playmakers uh, on both sides of the ball. You know, and then that's gonna that's gonna bring us to the next team. We're gonna talk about the Raiders because I think they're the complete inverse of Denver, right? I think Denver is like a team that has like really thirty really good above average NFL players versus the Raiders, who mm-hmm. I think probably have like nine. But yet somehow it's like those are the nine guys that somehow are always doing something for them. Um, 
Where are you with them, though? Where are you with the Raiders? Under Josh McDaniels. I... I like what they showed last year, despite all the adversity. The offensive line is an issue. Yeah, a big one. You know, the offensive line is a big issue. However, they were able to play with that offensive line last year. Yeah. Right? You bring in Devontae Adams. You line him up uh, no, across Hunter Henfro, who has shown a lot despite all the physical limitations. Yeah. You have the uh, Waller. I thought it was smart passing on Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option. You know, uh, I, I was like, hey, he's a running back. You can find another one. Max Crosby is a beast. Uh, I, I think he's a really good football player. They do have some questions at the back end. I just... Can't they replicate what they did last year? And, and in a way, I feel like Josh McDaniels is in an upgrade in, in coaching for the Raiders. Mm. Oh, yeah. I really do. And that's not this a shot. This is not his first time you. around. That's not a shot at Raiders. No. I thought we, it's like more said, like a, a shot on John Gruden. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a shot on John Gruden and that organization and, and about how many picks they missed, right? So. I'm not saying they're going to be great, but I can see them sneaking into that in that third position. I, I, they're just a gritty, tough football team, and I think McDaniel's hopefully has learned from his past mistakes when he was the head coach at Denver. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. I tell you one thing that I think is really underrated for them was trading away Ngakwe to the Colts to get Rocky Asin back, um, then yeah. using that space to sign Chandler Jones. I think yes. that's a great, the great doubles or a great set of moves. I think Rocky Sin actually had a really underrated year at corner last year for Indy. Now it's going to be mm-hmm. a little bit harder because the defense is just a lot less balanced um, with the yep. Raiders and their base principles aren't necessarily the same. So it's going to be a slight tweak for him. And now, but I mean Nate Hobbs, who had a really good year for them in the slot, they're starting to kind of reaccumulate some of that defensive talent that we talk about. You know, I mean, as we've said for you know the past three years, really is the Raiders how horrible can their draft be well guess what I mean the, the front office clean clean house with all of it all the way up to uh, waving Alex Leatherwood the first round pick yes um, who of course got claimed by the Bears um, <laughs> but I, I like this team defensively or I like this team better defensively than I did last year I think they're gonna have more balance I think Jones is a guy who I've personally underrated and now mm. that he's gonna be seeing the second most amount of uh, pressure or second most amount of attention of anyone in that front four, I think he could be primed for a really good year. 10 to 12, maybe even up to 15 sacks possibly for him. So that with Crosby. I think this can be a good team. Playoff, like right there on the cusp of it. I wouldn't want to count them out, but at the same time... It's hard to count them in because it's a tough division. They're going to be beating each other up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, next team we're moving on to, boss. Now we're, we're climbing up the rankings, or at least what I may think the rankings, the rankings that I put these teams in. The Los Angeles Chargers are going to be next. The the second, I would say the team that's right up there with Miami as the team of the offseason as far as getting the most buzz. Would you say it's those two? Those two have been the, the top? I can't think of, I don't know. I mean, Maybe I'm just a psycho and I'm just tapped into all 32 teams because I feel like I can You used to the Chargers and who? And the Dolphins. Oh, okay, yeah. You would say those are the top two that have been getting the most buzz, right? 
Uh, the Browns have been getting a lot of buzz for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I, and the and the 49ers, you know, the whole Garoppolo true, things. True. But, yeah, yeah. But but I agree with you. So that's your final four. That's your final four right there. Correct. Got you. Got you. Um, well, let's talk about the Chargers. Now. Let's talk about them actually on the field. First move that I want to get into that they made that I think is going to end up being really good for them is that Joseph Day signing in the middle. I think yes. he was a guy that they needed – um, they talk about it all the time. You know, Brandon Staley wants to play the light boxes. He wants to play with five, six guys in that box and still be mm-hmm. able to stop the run. Joseph Day's familiar with that system and, and played it really well um, yep. in his time at, when he was with the Rams there. And yep. I guarantee you he's going to be very familiar coming off the edge or having uh, great pass rushers coming off the edge next to him because he's used to playing with some good guys. So Bosa and Mack, he'll fit right in next to them. I think that front is going to be a monster. Uh, I think it's going to be good. I think their defense as a whole can actually be mm. really good. Um, <laughs> Khalil Mack, right? You know, J.C. Jackson. I know you're going to get to those guys. I'm sorry. No, I think I think Mack is more of that Von Miller type where it's we'll see him more kind of week 12 through whatever playoff round they're, they're in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if he's like your backup option as the pass rusher, for the first 10 to 12 games when you have Bosa. Um, I mean, you're going to have Bosa the whole season, but mm-hmm. Bosa as the number one pass rusher, I think you're doing okay. Um, and then, of course, they have this guy. They have this guy at quarterback. I think his name is, like, the guy that only Chad believed in going into the draft. I think he actually changed his official name to that. Uh, <laughs> that's what I saw. But, man, Justin Herbert um, – is this finally the year for him? Is this the year he finally breaks through? And I say finally the year for him. He's like 23 years old. Uh, sorry, 24 years old. Is this the year he breaks through into the playoffs and, and really gets to show on a big stage how great he really is? So I'm going to disagree with one thing that you said, right? Ooh, I, I love it. I don't necessarily think that he needs to break it. I don't think it's his fault that he hasn't broken into the big stage. Or or I think he already has broken into the big stage. He just hasn't gotten to the playoffs, right? You know, Anthony Lynn kind of derailed that. Um, Brandon Staley made some dubious calls last year, right? I, I tell you, um, if, I, if I'm being fair, if I'm being yeah. truly fair... Yeah. I think some of those interceptions Herbert threw in key moments were just as responsible for why they lost some games as some of those Staley uh, head-scratching calls. Okay. So I do think there are still parts of his game that – and, I mean, I know you do too, but, like, to, obviously yeah. I'm not sitting here saying he's the reason they haven't made the playoffs. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I think he just – everything needs to come together this year. This is the year where everything needs to gel. Um, he's way ahead of what Josh Allen was, right, yeah. by his first year. But Josh Allen finally cracked into the playoffs in that third year. Justin Herbert should. And I think he's going to be legit, Chad, because I, I do think that this team, this Chargers team, with the additions on defense, including beefing up that middle, uh, because they, they, it's not only uh, Day, they picked up a couple of guys too. I think Austin Johnson from the Giants. Yeah. Um, they beefed up because you know, they missed on, on the, the whole Tillery thing. I used to like Tillery as well. <laughs> I know, um, I too. I yeah. Uh, everything needs to mesh, and I think they're going to be 
right there, head-to-head with the Kansas City Chiefs. Keenan Allen, man. Keenan Allen is a beast. They bring him back, you know, Mike Williams. They have a stud at left tackle who's going to be going to his second season. So, in Rashawn Slater. Uh, Austin Eckler is a, I think... I'm top five for running back, right? A little bit on your size. I was waiting to see what you were going to say. Yeah. I think he's so versatile, too. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I'm all in. I, I just want to know, like you said, so I'm more of a Brendan Staler, a Staley hater because I think he made some bad calls, especially in that Raiders game. Yep. You also talked about the boneheaded, boneheaded mistakes, interceptions by Justin Herbert. Can we clean those up your three? Yeah. I think the overall thing is maturity, right? Maturity from the team. I think that's one of the things that Buffalo under that Sean McDermott era has always had, even though, I mean, look, Josh Allen's not a kid, obviously, but even when he was a young quarterback, I think they always had that maturity part of it, right? I think that's something that that's the next step for the Chargers to where now they now we see them instead of saying oh what they could have done now we're talking about them finishing out games finishing out playoff games you know stuff like that and I'm gonna say it I've been saying it all off season Isaiah Spiller is gonna have a role to play in the backfield for the Chargers not gonna say a major one but he's gonna have a role to play for them I love that guy I love that guy I think he's gonna be one of the best rookies this year nice. We got another team to talk about in this division, boss, and I didn't realize this team has been a top two seed in the AFC each of the last four years. Yeah. They, they change personnel sometimes. They change guys. They get rid of this. They get rid of that. They got rid of a star receiver, Tyreek Hill, obviously. Brought in, not a star receiver, but they brought in a good receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep. Drafted another good receiver, Sky Moore. Signed another yep. good receiver, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yep. Um, you know, still have that tight end, Travis Kelsey. I think this is a really fun offense, man. I think this is going to be a team that relies heavily on their offensive line as they should because I think they have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Um, I think Juju, as I've said before, I think he's going to have a monster year. We were talking about, or we've just seen in the past couple years, um, you know, high-profile receivers who end up going to, who have put up good numbers with a less-than-average quarterback, then all of a sudden are going to a really good team or a really good quarterback. And I think there are two guys this year, Juju and then Allen Robinson, who we'll talk about later, who are guys who I think are in that situation this year. And I think Juju's just going to be very, very comfortable, you know, going across the middle for them, winning across the middle with his body, being physical. I think we're going to get to see him be dynamic a little bit, you know, something we never really saw from him in Pittsburgh because Mm -hmm. of Ben's limitations with his arm. And also, I think this team is going to run the ball. I think it's going to run the ball, and I think they're going to do it really well. So high expectations for this team. I think this is the year Patrick Mahomes shows everyone why he's the best. Um... And I, and I like some of the improvements they've made on defense. And, you know, I love the two guys that – or the three guys that they drafted, I guess, Karloftis, McDuffie, and Sky Moore. So. Mm-hmm. But how do how you feel about them? I'm taking up all the time. No. Uh, I'm just as a believer in the Kansas City Chiefs as you are. And Andy Reid has been there for a long time, uh, and he's a proven winner. Patrick Mahomes, to me – He's the best quarterback in the NFL, but you know how I feel about Josh Allen. I think he's right there. In, uh, yeah, I, there's an argument that he could be better. But 
Patrick Mahomes is a proven winner. You know, he's won a Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey kind of getting up there in age. I'm a little bit worried about you no know, injuries. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you do take out a guy like Travis Kelsey, if he, yeah. he does get injured and miss some time, how does that team react? Um, but uh, my question to you is, is like, how do you feel about their defense? Because I feel like that's still a, a head-scratcher for them, right? Especially on the back end of that defense. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, man. I've always really liked some of their corners better than most guys. Like, I, I've been a Rashad Fenton fan this entire time. I think that guy battles his ass off. Gets beat from time to time. Don't get me wrong. He's not, like, a flawless corner. But I mm-hmm. think in man coverage is one of the toughest guys. Is a guy who's a sure tackler. I like that their corners always stick their nose in run support, which I know that's not really what's going to help them as far as in coverage, but just, you know, talking about what I like about them. And then this front four, I think, is going to be, you know, I don't know who's going to be playing on the inside next to Chris Jones, but mm-hmm. I think with Clark and Karloftis, who I, I think Karloftis is going to be really good. I just do. I thought before mm. the draft he was going to be really good. I mean, hell, I had him over Trayvon Walker, all who went freaking number one overall. So... I think Karloftis is going to be able to play outside, pinch inside sometimes as well in some different fronts. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be – that front is going to be able to relieve some of the pressure from that secondary, which, yeah, I mean, look, they're not – they're obviously not a top five, top ten secondary, anything like that. And they did lose the Honey Badger, which I think is a overrated loss because I don't think he had been good for them really last year. Um, I agree. It's a player that's been, been playing largely on his name, not necessarily yeah. and re- his and reputation. Replace him, replace him with a guy who I think we know is good in Justin Reed, but has been yes. in a really bad situation in that Houston uh, defense the past two years. So I think he's going to see an uptick in his play. And then the linebacking core is very athletic, and I think that's what you want out of a linebacking group in this day and age. Willie Gay, mm-hmm. Nick Bolton. Willie Gay, your guy. Yes, my guy. Um, so I think, I think the defense is going to be solid. I could see them – like, look, man, they had really good peaks at points last season. They were winning them games. So I think they mm-hmm. could, you know, be just as good this season, and I think the offense is going to be better. I won't say they will be better, but I will say this, that Andy Reid is going to have a plan to make this team, you know, to win this division. I'm really here banking on Andy Reid yeah. and that organization. Yeah, I mean, this, me saying, and just, I'll go ahead and go first with my order so then we can wrap up the division. I have Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Me having the Chargers, or the Chiefs first is strictly Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Yes. And and, uh, their GM, who I love as well, because I think they put together a good roster. I just do. It's not a lot of names, but I think the draft picks, I think some of the smarter fringe signings, like I talked about, Juju, and all that, mm-hmm. I think those guys are all going to be valuable. So, but go ahead, give us your rankings. You're gonna yell at me. Oh God, I love that. Both the Chiefs and the Chargers will finish with the same record. <laughs> That's honestly and the, a hell of a call. <laughs> and the same thing for the Raiders and the Broncos. There you go. Wow. I'll say this right now for anyone that's listening. If that does end up happening, I'll literally, whatever there is that I can buy you or whatever gift I can get you, I will. Uh, you know what I'll do? I'll send a whole Cheesecake Factory cheesecake to your house. <laughs> wrap, wrap, wrapped in a Tyreek Hill doll. <laughs> I appreciate it, boss. I appreciate it. Everyone 
everyone listening is is a witness. Uh, That's but, my call, man. I, I I believe it. I believe it. I mean, look, I, I don't disagree with you because I think, you know, obviously there's not much that separates those first two, and there's not much that separates those other two. So in principle, it's not a bad call at all. But uh, would be a hell of a hell of a coincidence if it happened. All right, let's move on to our third division, one that we've talked about has been grabbing some of the headlines, AFC North. This, this to me, truly, I think, will be the most fascinating division. I know everyone's saying AFC West, AFC West. I feel like I kind of know what's going to happen in the West to me. Like, to me, the West, I think, is the more I look at it, I feel like I have a better handle on it. The North, I think, every time I look at it again, I'm like, why did I think what I thought last time? Because I, I feel like I've changed my order five times. But let's try and make some sense of it. What do you say? We'll start with the team that I think we are most confident in as far as we know what they're going to be, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? And I think that that's not very good. Wow. Really? Well, please. Actually, yeah, take the lead on this, please. Tell, sell me on Pittsburgh. That sounded genuine surprise. Like, no, no, no. no I, I'm not saying... I'm not saying that I necessarily they completely... I only disagree with they're going to be really bad. When when has Mike Tomlin coached the bad Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, n- never. But if that's the case, if we're doing that, I mean, I just don't think the Steelers have that much talent. I mean, in, cer- in certain areas, I just don't think the offensive line has anything. I think they have one of the one of the. I mean, what a bottom five offensive line, I would say. Maybe. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Name me five lines. Uh, never mind, never mind. That's two. That's no, two on the that, that, That's two on Okay, the I got you. <laughs> they got Najee Harris. I think Pat Fryermuth is a good piece, right? Uh, that offensive line, uh, it, there are some pieces. Uh, there, there are a couple of second-year guys in there. Um, their wide receivers aren't bad. I like Deontay Johnson a lot. Uh, I think he's a volume guy. I think he speeds. Sir. And I think the... I think they got better at the quarterback position. Yeah. At least more. Ben couldn't do anything last there, year. There's man. more vari- There's more variability, I would say, in the quarterback position. There's, right. like, a, there's uh, like a wider range of what could happen, I guess. Yes. But I think and, and that we could be go for good and bad. I'm going to be optimistic and call it good because I... <laughs> I believe in Mike Tomlin's coaching. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be a football team that's prepared. And even if they do finish in last place, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, oh, I, I think this would be, like, the best last team place in the NFL. Maybe second to whoever finishes the West. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Look, when I say they don't have enough talent, I want to go ahead and take that back immediately, okay? That's not... Okay, especially on the defensive side. Well, they do have some good... They do have names. I think they're front, obviously. Hayward, right. uh, TJ Watt. Yeah, you can't... I even think Ogan Joby, if he can be healthy for that, yeah. isn't the worst consolation. I mean, he ended up signing there after, what, failing that medical with... Uh, with uh, Cleveland, was it, I think, or something? I think so. Yeah, or the so, Chiefs, something like that, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, look, that, the front is good. The thing is, then you just get farther and further back. Deion Bush, or, sorry, Devin Bush, 
has not played to the level of what he's been drafted to at all. Yeah, Miles Jack. I'm excited to see Miles Jack. I will say that as far as on that defense. I'm excited to see him because I just want to see guys in a new situation that actually gives them a reason to give a damn, which I think Miles Jack is in now. Um, so I like that for him. I just don't see enough. I, I guess when I say I don't see the talent, it's really the two areas on offense, which are the line and the quarterback play, I just think mm-hmm. are both pretty below average. Um, and I think when you have below average in both of those, it makes it really hard to win games. All right, question. Does Kenny Pickett start week one? No, because I think to me the reason why I would say Mitch is once you start Kenny, I don't think you can really then go back to Mitch for both Mitch, both because I think Mitch will end up losing himself. Although, eh, to be fair, he got benched and then ended up getting his job back uh, in Chicago. So, um, But I, I just don't think – I think for Kenny's mental, they're going to want to wait until they absolutely know he's ready. I mean, not know he's ready because you never know if someone's ready. But right. until they really think that he's ready um, and that they have a plan in place on how to use him, I think is the thing. So, okay. But I don't anticipate that being week one. Maybe four or five games. I don't want to okay. give Mitch. I don't want to give Mitch too much credit. Um, next team we're going to talk about, though, boss. Like we said, the team of the off season, or as you claimed them, one of the teams of the off season. They're in the final four, and that is the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Jacoby Brissett's Cleveland Browns for the first eleven games of the season. That is, and that and that is a big factor. That is a big yeah. factor with this team. I didn't actually realize how bad Brissett was last year with Miami. Jesus. Um, and that, and that <laughs> he was not good for you guys at all, and I think that's one of the reasons why I don't have this team as like a for-sure playoff team, I would say, because I'm okay. really concerned about what he's going to look like. And I think it was kind of telling that, you know, at, in the beginning of the offseason, they had signed Brissett, and they were like, yeah, this is our pl- this is our plan when Deshaun gets suspended. I mean, this is when people were like, well, it's going to be a season, or it's going to be a year minimum, basically. Um, right. And they were like, yep, Brissett, Brissett, Brissett. And it's funny that just, it seems like the longer they had him in, they were like, well, we would be open to trading for Garoppolo if the right opportunity presented it, you know, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit. And, and the suspension's less than what you thought, so you must really not like Brissett right now. Right. Um, that being said, he's in a he's in a no offense he's in a much better situation than he was last year. I mean, we talk about it at nauseum. Cleveland, you could argue at now with the addition of Watson, I would say one through fifty three, you could you could make the argument they have the best roster in the whole league. So, um, well, we said that before. We've said that before. Yeah, well, I think we've said outside the quarter, or we've said you know one through fifty three. But now, even if you wait the quarterback for what yeah. you waited, um, you can still say they have the best roster in the league. So, but uh, I've done enough huffing and puffing about them. Kind of, I'm excited for this team because I'm excited to see what Brissett looks like from like a train wreck standpoint. Of like, can he keep the wheels? Because all he has to do is keep the train on the tracks for the first 11 games. He doesn't have to make special plays. I think that they're going to be able to run the ball. We know they have a great offensive line. I think their defense is going to be good again as well. Another year with that with that secondary group, who I think made some strides last year, especially towards the back end of the season. 
give them another 17 games to play together. Denzel Ward, who's continued to improve. Newsom looked really good for them. So mm -hmm. I, I'm high on this defense. I'm high on this team overall. I just can't get the Jacoby Brissett factor out of my head, so I don't know what to do with them in the end. I mean, it's not only the Jacoby Brissett factor, but let's be real here. The Sean Watson yeah. is going to be out for literally almost two years. Yeah. Yep, exactly. exactly. You know, because... He didn't even practice last year, so he was out of the, out of the team way before training camp. Right. It's not like he just didn't play the season. How does he come back? Um, very talented roster, and you pointed out that defense is really good. Yeah. That offensive line has taken some hits, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, Treader. Uh, um, so, and then the wide receiver core. It's Amari Cooper. Yeah. And <laughs> and Co. Basically. <laughs> Which makes things harder. Yeah. Yeah. I think this team is gonna be a, have a big letdown. Mm. I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be tough. Uh I I I, re I, I, I really do. Uh but this division overall brands itself on toughness. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I think this team is gonna be eight, eight, nine, nine, and eight. Man, I mean, hey, they were an eight, nine team last year, and I feel like I still don't know how that happened. So it's not. I mean, like this is a good division, man. These are yes. As as we said, you know, if if Pittsburgh is your consensus, and I'm not saying they're consensus, but to me they're the consensus fourth pick. Like that's not an easy game. Those are two very hard games. Um, so, you're, I mean, against this division, you're playing six really hard games. Um, you know, I, I don't – I mean, granted, you do get to play the NFC South, so you get Carolina, you get Atlanta. Yep. Uh, you get to play the AFC East as well, so you get that You get that uh, New England game in there. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Miami has officially overtaken New England in the tough game against the AFC East ranking. Yeah, and, and Miami plays the Browns um, – on week 10 oh. so we're not gonna get Deshaun Watson oh there you go perfect timing perfect timing right yeah when they initially announced six games I was a little bit worried but you know <laughs> so you were the one that filed the motion for the <laughs> I might have you know maybe put my signature on it you know? I got you, you had to I think you bring up a great point, though. One, there's one quick thing I want to hit on before we move to the next yeah. team. Is you're right. Like with Deshaun Watson, by the time he'll have taken the field, it will have been close to two years since he last played an NFL game. And yeah. you know, especially at that high of a level, I just don't think immediately. Like I would be shocked if he played like that top five quarterback at any point this season. Yeah. Um, because, like you said, it's just too hard. And by the time he gets into it, people will be in midseason form. People will be used to playing for 11 games. Receivers will be used to getting passes from Jacoby Brissett for 11 games. So it, it'll just be weird. It'll be a little bit off. And, and it's like, I don't know, man. This is like the second year in a row where we're like, all right, Browns, kick them down the can another year. You know, so I just hope that they're able to do have a run before this roster gets kind of dismantled with having to pay guys and, and things like that. Because I know that time is ticking. Yep. Oh, by the way, I just just drafted Deshaun Watson in my fantasy football league. <laughs> nice. There you go. See, so you can't be that off of him if you drafted him. Because <laughs> if you know you're only getting six games out of him, that's a hell of a pick. Uh, 
the next, although fantasy playoffs, he could be coming back just in time for that. That's right. Winning some leagues. The uh, second to last team we're going to talk about, the Super Bowl runner-ups last year, the 10-7 and Cincinnati Bengals. I wanted to include that record because I just think people forget that this team was good in the regular season, but they weren't. I think could, could could have been eleven and six. They set out their their starters in that I think that game against the Ravens at the end. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. My fault. My fault. Okay. I apologize. I apologize for that. Um, but even at that, I still don't. Lost to the Jets. Yeah. With the backup quarterback, right? It was like Mike and White. Also, and yep. also won some games, I think, that that were just kind of like it would just be like, all right, Joe Burrow, third touchdown pass of the third quarter. It's like, wait, what? Um, so they had a couple of moments where it was like, all right, you know, let's just win some miracle games as well. But this is a team that improved a lot. I give them credit. I give them credit because I was like, all right, are the Bengals actually going to go out and spend money? Well, they decided to, um, and I think you have to when you realize you have a franchise quarterback who is on peanuts right now. Um, I think he's one of the five or six lowest-paid quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks out of all 32. So you got to take advantage of that for these yep. next what two two more years um, that nah. you're gonna that you're gonna have him under. So Joe Burrow, yeah, dude, he's gonna get a deal. After this season, well, no, I it, know it, it, this season, new, but I yeah. think it won't tack on for like three more years or something like that. Basically. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have basically now in the next two off seasons, kind of, to put all your chips into whatever you can. And I think they put yep. together a really good team. What do you What are you seeing from them? Do you think they're going to be better or worse? Obviously, I'm not asking. Do you think they're going to go back to the Super Bowl? But as a regular season team, where do you see them kind of arriving at? I, I can see about the same. Maybe not winning some of those games that they should have lost. Yeah. And maybe not losing some of those games that they should have won. But big ups, you know, for the Cincinnati Bengals for addressing their biggest need of last season. We thought that there was no way that they could survive game after game with the terrible side of that, you know, on the right side of that offensive line. <laughs> they go in there. They go, you know, with my boy Isaiah Prince. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They sign Leo Collins, right? Yeah. Uh, they bring Alex Kappa in. Um, and Karras, the center as well. Karras, the center, who, who's a solid player, right? right. And not a superstar, but you're putting him around other good players, which is going to make him a good player. And it's or, like or it's, at least he's going to elevate his play. Go ahead, boss. No, I was just gonna say, it's like what we talked about with Miami, right? If you're used to having a horrible line, then all of a yep. sudden you plug in a bunch of average guys in there. It looks like an even better upgrade than it truly is. And I think this even more exaggerated with, you know, the play that Burrow has been able to give even with a depleted line. Right. And then you talk about, I love Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, I think Hayden Hurst is a good upgrade over o- Ozoma. Uh, he's a, just a pass-catching guy, right? Um, I like the fact that they, they didn't pay Jesse Bates. The more and more I'm starting to look at I, I don't know if people really should be paying safeties that much money, right? Like, it's starting to blow up these safety salaries. And I feel like more and more there are guys coming out of college that you can replace, it, 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 you know, with, with the pro guys. Um 
And, 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 and to be honest, go ahead, boss. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Just on the on your point about the safety, I know I'm cutting you off left and right, but no, go ahead. You're just sparking so many, so much uh, insight. But uh, I think the thing is also with these teams, when you see them playing against great offenses, 90% of the time it's too high anyway. So you yeah. don't need necessarily two elite level safeties to play too high. You just need two guys exactly. who aren't going to let anyone get behind them. So and it's, I think teams are starting to realize that. But yeah, go ahead, boss. No, exactly. Uh, their their weak point is I'll say outside corner, right? Um, I think Eli Apple is coming back to start. Yes, he is. And that that that's kind of scary. However, when I also look into this division, I'm not really terrified of you throwing at me. I mean, you know, I say, the most scary it'll get will be when he's in practice. You know, going to yeah, <laughs> to get against his own guys. Exactly. So. I I like this team. I'm not in love. I, I mean, I love this team last year because of everything. Hey, Joe Burrow, hey, you know, LSU, Jamar Chase, that whole connection. <laughs> but about the same when it comes to regular season. And I'm not sure if last year was magic all the way to the Super Bowl. I just don't see that happening again. Yeah, that, I mean, that'll be tough to repeat that two years in a row. It's like, the, it's like when the Jets made the AFC title game back-to-back years and people looked around and were like, is this really who this team is? <laughs> uh, um, one more team we're going to talk about in this division, boss, and that'll be the Baltimore Ravens, another team that I think has been in all the weirdest headlines. I mean, this Lamar Jackson, I think every with every passing day that he doesn't sign a contract, I can't tell if it gets better or worse, and I think I've landed on worse. Mm. Or not even worse, but just stranger. It's just a lot. And I know that's kind of a cop-out, but it's like a, you know, that kind of cloud almost that looms over the team. Where I'm, And I'm not saying it's Lamar's fault. I'm just saying between him and the team for not being able to get something done at this point, it just kind of is weird. And I don't know. You know, this is a team that I think had a malaise hanging over them last season with the injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see them having another malaise again. Because as we've talked about, like, for as much as we – demand the highest of levels out of Lamar Jackson. He's he's an amazing football player. Like he's one of the best guys with the ball in his hands. But, but, but can I caveat something? Please. Please. Progressively worse since his MVP yep. season. Absolutely. And I want to say another thing about Lamar. Yeah. That I I've, I've kind of kind of gone back and noticed a little bit. God, the voice is getting low. I feel like this is something serious coming. I just feel like when he's great, he, there are games where he's great. Yeah, but when he's bad, yeah. It's awful, boss. Yeah. It's awful. I mean, you go back to that Miami Thursday night game last year. Jesus I, Christ. He, he didn't look like he could complete a pass. Paralyzed. Or run, or run past the line of scrimmage. So, uh, No, yeah, that was that's actually a really good call. I never really thought about that. But wide, wide spectrum from him. Um, I agree with you. I mean, he's like he's like an NBA team, right? When they're hitting threes and all of a sudden and everything's working great, and it's like, man, this team looks awesome. When they're you know up two scores and they can do whatever they want, they have their whole playbook. And to Lamar's credit, he did have some comebacks last year, but I just mm-hmm. still, I mean, I still question: is that truly the quarterback that he is? Um, so, and I would just love to see that on a more regular, consistent basis from him. Um, you know this season so but i still think this is you know to me this is honestly the safest pick in this division to me as far as as far as but not because of lamar jackson okay 
Um, well, I just mean in the regular season as far as I think I know Lamar, if everything else around him is right, and or at least average, then I think that it's going to be then he can guarantee or he can pretty much guarantee you a playoff spot. I think gotcha. last year it was so bad, especially on the defense and the secondary. It just got ridiculous that, you know, if they're able to even have just half the injury luck that they had last year, um, then they'll be a much better team. I think. And still they finished 8-9 and nine last year, you know, even with as many. I mean, I think they, what, had the second most guys ever used in a season. Only behind the Titans from last year as well. Yeah, yeah, no, something like that. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it was bad. In the yeah. back end, it was bad. But can I also bring another thing about the whole Lamar Jackson thing? Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to take credit for this one because I did hear this from PFF. Uh, but when you compare quarterback grades for the Baltimore Ravens last year, him and Tyler Huntley were about the same. Yeah. I have, I have a good friend of mine who shall remain anonymous, actually, because this is like my secret conf- sports confidant besides you. Um, but this person is is very adamant that he thinks he could see Lamar going to a new team and them not missing a beat with Tyler Huntley. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a hot, a hot take or not. I'll let you. I'll let that I, I I just I just feel I just feel like if it's a big game, right? Mm-hmm. That game against the Chiefs showed us a lot last year. But then the game against the Dolphins is like, dude, yeah. where, 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 where are you? Right, right, right. Yeah, and that points exactly back to what you said of the consistency aspect and the peaks and the valleys that come with his game. And I think that comes right down to, you know, it, are they able to dictate the style of play within the first two or three possessions, right? Yeah. They're able to get points on the board. They're able to open up the entire playbook. They're able to do things that, that are traditional for that offense. You know, yep. people talked about ad nauseum, three tight end sets with them. They're going to be seeing that a lot. Can't really run three tight end sets when you're down two scores in the second half yep. or anything like that. Um, so, you know, them getting a lead early, I think, is as important for them as any team in the NFL. Fido. Um, go ahead and give me your – all right, so we talked about all four. Go ahead and give me give me your order, boss. Let me know how it's finishing. All right, this is hard, but I will go Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers. Okay. I have Ravens. You know, right now I have written down Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers, but I think you flipped flipped me on Bengals and Browns. Yeah, the the Bengals aren't that bad, man. They, They have they. In, in, from a roster no, perspective, they, they've improved. Yeah, no, they absolutely have, but I just don't think, like, like I just don't know if, like, we've seen this story before, right? Teams, oh, it all looks the same, it looks good, looks like they've improved. And then just for whatever reason, that year after the Super Bowl, like, that Super Bowl hangover, man, that thing is, I mean, the Chiefs are the only team that have beaten it this, uh, since, I think, 2000, and since one of the years the Patriots lost, lost it. So. This is how how low I'm on this Browns team this year. Oh shit! I I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers finished third and the Browns finish last. I would be shocked. I'll be honest. I would be shocked if the Steelers didn't finish fourth. I'm just gonna say it. I would be shocked. Of course, I was shocked that they didn't finish fourth last year. So yep. Uh, who the hell <laughs> shocked not? that they made the playoffs, right? You know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Offic- official ranking though for me, I'm still gonna I'm gonna go Ravens. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with my order. Actually, I'm gonna say Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers. Steelers. I'm going out on a okay. limb. I'm going out on a limb. All right, boss. Now we are moving on to the AFC South, last division. We're getting into. We're gonna start at the top, uh, going the order they finished in last year. Starting off with the Tennessee Titans, man. Twelve and five last year. Mm-hmm. Just found out today, Harold Landry torn ACL, gonna be out for the season. Did not know that. Major. Oh yeah. Like actually, just found Ooh. this out within maybe the last hour or two. That's why, like. I'll, I'll go ahead and say I, I I had the Titans penciled in as a playoff team before that injury, but mm. now man I just I, I just really don't see where you get the consistent pass rush from. Like I know Tennessee, we talked about it a second ago. You know, use the most players of any team this season or last season. You know, one of the most mentally tough groups there is out there. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so hard when you can't get a consistent pass rush. You know, to play defense for as long as they're going to have to. And I, and I don't think their offense is going to be, like, super-duper dynamic, right? So I, I, I'm, I have concerns about this Tennessee team. Um, but at the same time, I love their coaching staff, and I love their, like, yeah. whatever their yeah. aura is and the mentality that they have around them, I, I just love that team. I mean, I saw today there are two teams in the AFC that have made the playoffs last three years, Kansas City yep. and then Tennessee is the other one. I was shocked. So I think this is a team that's going to be there till the end. I, I know I'm giving myself away a little early. I don't quite see them having enough, though, to make the playoffs with that Harold Landry injury because I can't get right. consistent pass. Can I ask you a bad question, boss? Yeah, you can. Haven't we said that they don't have a consistent pass rush for the past two years now, and they still make the playoffs? Yeah, we have. I just, I just don't. Jadavian Clowney, you know, supposed to fix that, didn't pan out. Bud Dupree oh was supposed to fix that, didn't play out. But they have a wonderful guy named, you know, Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, just, he is a wonderful player. You know, you know, who who, who generates pressure from the inside. Um, I, I felt Fulton. And Denico well. Autry, too, to be fair. Denico Autry, yep. Well. I, I love Farley coming out of college. I know he had injuries last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we all thought that this team was going to go, you know, to, to the pits of hell after Derrick Henry went down. And we even talked about it before last season. Like, what if Derrick Henry goes down? And then they plug in, you know, Devontae Foreman and, and, and some other guys in there. Uh, AJ Brown, I did not respect that decision to move on from him especially with the type of money that he was asking for you um the decision from the from the titans right from the titans yeah, yeah. not to pay the, the type of money he yeah. was asking for because to me it was not a lot it was like 23 million dollars uh why not and now you know you're bringing the rookie from arkansas what's his name boss Traylon burks he's already hurt i think isn't he he's already hurt he's banged up yeah Slight, yeah, slight but but you know I, I do feel that you know uh, Robert Woods is a quiet pickup. I'm a little worried about the injuries, but I, I think he's a solid wide receiver. Um, they bring they bring in the tight end. Um, oh man, what's Austin his name? Hooper, Hooper yeah, Austin Steve. Hooper. Or from uh, Cleveland, sorry. Cleveland. I like it. And then you add that coaching staff. Yeah. I'm high on the Titans. Yeah. I mean, I'm there's, high a lot, the Titans. there's a lot to like from them. The only thing that I'm worried about, can you really get – because I think if they're going to be good, they're going to have to get 17 games out of Woods because they just don't have 
I mean, their receiver group was was covered bare last season, outside of AJ Brown, and now to lose him, replace him with Woods and then Burks, who like I'm just not really a Traylon Burks guy. I'll be honest. Um, yeah. Woods, I think you make a great point. If he's healthy, super great pickup. I think they got him for yep. a six safety blanket. Yeah, yep. and that's the thing. I think he can be very familiar with Tannehill, or he can be a familiarity for Tannehill. He can be a comfort blanket for him. He was very good with Jared Goff. I think that's what he ended up becoming yep. for Jared Goff in certain points. And also the thing about Woods that I like is his versatility, right? You can line him up wide. You can put him in the slot. You can slot. kind of line him up in that H-back position, you know, in the yep. backfield kind of. So can move him all over the field, allow him to get easy catches, open space. Maybe that'll be the way you get him and Burks to mesh, right? A lot mm-hmm. of movement between the two, a lot of different positions, stuff like that. So. You know, I'm rooting for Tennessee kind of deep down just because I like the way they play and I really like Vrabel. Like, I like what mm-hmm. they're about. Uh, but talent-wise, it's just going to be hard. I think just more defensively is going to be the issues than on offense. This is, this, this is every year for them yeah. now, Chad. It's yeah. becoming normal. Yeah. Offensive <laughs> line is also an issue. Offensive line is also an issue, especially on that right side. Yeah, and Taylor Lewan didn't have his best year last season either. Yeah. So, uh, look for that. He's starting to get up there, 31 years old now. Um, you know, as a guy who's got a, a tackle who's in his 30s, I can tell you it doesn't get better uh, once you get once you get on that side of it. Next team we're going to talk about, Indianapolis Colts, made a huge move for the quarterback position, got Matt Ryan, a guy who we had been pleading to get out of Atlanta for a little period of time. Another team who we've said in the, over the past couple of years you could bring put in contention for one of the best rosters in the NFL. Um... Where are you with them? What do you think Matt Ryan's going to bring to this team? Is he going to bring a playoff appearance? Can he do that? Can, can I go away from the Matt Ryan conversation? Absolutely. Hot seat. <laughs> I love it. Hot seat. Really? Yes. Wow. When you say hot seat, you mean like you think he'll get fired or you're saying he's on the hot seat right now? A hot seat right now. Okay. That this is kind of a playoff or bust for uh, well, he he was the guy Frank who Frank. went all in for Wentz, and then they ended up not making it. So I, yeah, I can agree with you. I, I can agree with you. Everybody, a lot of people, what they're focusing on the Colts, besides the Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. is an inexplicable loss to the Jaguars in Week 18. All you had to do was win, beat the worst team in, in, in football last year, and you're in. The offensive couldn't do it. The offensive line still has issues. Yeah. I like Alec Pierce. I like this Stephon Gilmore signing. Uh, I like Yannick Ngakwe to the point that he's just a, a pure pass rusher. Right. Um, the force Buckner has to play better. Of course, we love Darius Leonard. I just feel like you know that that funky cloud that you talk about the Ravens. Hmm. Yeah, you're saying. Okay. I. I see the funky cloud with the Indianapolis Colts. The biggest difference between the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans, once again, I'm going back to coaching. Mike Vrabel is not scared for his job. Yeah. Mike Vrabel has built enough clout that, you know, even if he goes 9-8, and eight, right? Yeah. He's, still, he's okay. He's, yeah, he's, he's solid. He's still, yeah. Frank Reich went 9-8, and eight, and we're seriously questioning everything about him. Yeah. I 
I feel something funky. Matt Ryan is not a good quarterback if the offensive line is not good. Yeah. And that offensive line, which used to be, you know, a stalwart in the NFL, a top five unit, it's no longer there. They couldn't figure out that left tackle position last year uh, to the point uh, I forgot his name was playing left tackle, a former Dolphin guy. Uh I, no I don't idea. know, man. I, I, I have no idea who was man. playing left tackle for them last year. It was one game where, man, I'll pull it up here real quick. Uh, no, I'll get my producer it, on it. it no, 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 okay, not prior. That's who they've got starting. He was one of the. He, he was one of the backups. Uh, oh. I took. I, I, while, while you're I don't that, like it, man. While you're looking that up, I'm gonna. I'm honestly going to. This is funny. This will be like a, a couple. There are a couple teams that we kind of disagree on heavily. I think, and I think this is another one of them. I think, I think Ngakwe is going to be able to help DeForest Buckner and also Quiddy Pay, who had a really good rookie rookie year last yes. season. I think he had eight sacks. Um, if you can get that up to maybe ten or something like that, all of a sudden you're alleviating some of that pressure off Buckner a little bit more. He can get back to that All Pro performance that he was playing at two years ago. Gilmore to go along with Kenny Moore in the slot, I think is going to yep. be a good cornerback deal. Obviously, you're still going to be relying on that third guy, which as of right now is Brandon Faison, who's going to be playing Julian Davenport. Julian Davenport. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he started, didn't he start that week 18 game? Yeah. That left tackle for them. Yeah, that was bad. Yes. That was bad. Um, defensively, I feel like this is a team where they're never, you know, they're never, we talk about being able to take away something. They're never like a team that's in the top five of, you know, stopping the run or top five of stopping the pass or making it, you know, whatever. But they're a team that's always in that top ten just overall, right? They just make it hard for you overall. It kind of remind me a little bit of like a Wisconsin Badgers college football. Uh, defense, and not okay. Just, just because they're both in the central either, so big okay. ten country, but like not the flashiest group. Off, of, they do have some amazing players. We talked about Buckner. I mean, mm-hmm. Darius Leonard. Like wow. you could just, I could just watch him run sideline to sideline, and I could, actually I could watch him warm up for a game for like two hours, honestly, because that dude is a maniac. I think that's his nickname, actually, is the maniac. So uh, I'll approve that one because that dude is is a monster. And look, for as much as I beep the horn or, or um, as much as I'm, I'm like captain of the Carson Wentz fan club, I think Matt Ryan is going to be able to spread the ball around it with more confidence than I think Carson Wentz did last year, right? I think Wentz, while I don't think he had a bad year, I think the the capacity of him to have a horrible turnover at any moment hung over the team in a way where it was like almost they could never kind of exhale, they could never really breathe. And like you said, Matt Ryan, at this point, he's not a game-changing quarterback, but if you give him enough stuff around him, and I think Michael Pittman's going to have a good year, um, at receiver, and I think Alec Pierce, your boy, who you've, <laughs> you yeah. had at the very beginning, I think he's going to be good for them opposite of him. Uh, I, I think Ryan. be nice be to, to see to... something from Paris Campbell as well. No for, kidding. For, for, yeah. be nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, he got hurt. He got hurt last season. I mean, he still didn't play good. So. Yeah, been hurt every year, <laughs> but all right. Uh, come on, man. I'll defend him. I'll defend him. Um, but, yeah, I just think if Ryan is able to play efficient – not great, but efficient. 
than which is the first time in his career he's really been asked to play this role. So it'll be interesting. Right. It'll be interesting. Last two teams we're going to get into, boss, for the AFC portion of this. The I think the two worst teams in the AFC last year, Jacksonville and Houston. Which one do you want to go with first? I'm letting you pick. Um, let's go with Jacksonville. I think we got more stuff to talk about with Jacksonville, right? There we go. Okay, talk to me then. Talk to me, Christian Kirk, four for seventy-two. How you feeling? Ah, this this is how I feel about them. You know, hey, look, this is a bad team that had to overpay for free agents to go there. Yeah, absolutely. Right. 100%. Uh, you know the, the the linebacker from uh, from the Falcons. Uh, I can't pronounce can't pronounce his name. They probably overpaid him. Uh, Brigitte Benesherf was a good player, but questionable health. Um, Evan Ingram, but you, but you also have a core, right? Because it's it's Marvin Jones, it's Kirk. Um, you're hoping that Brendan Scherf kind of solidifies, uh, at least st- stabilizes that offensive line, right? I wasn't a big fan of the Cam Robinson, you know, bringing him back. Uh, Jawan Taylor, uh, your boy Walker Little needs to see the field. Um, Travis Etienne, I think that's another weapon. Go ahead, boss. You, you're about to say something. No, 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 no. I was just going to say if, if Walker Little can't see the field this year, it's a problem. Uh, they traded away LaVisca Chenault, right? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know, it is what it is. Uh, this is how I feel about them, man. Uh, long ways to go on defense, but Doug Peterson—they're getting a legitimate NFL coach. That whole Arbor Myers experience—that was a dumpster fire. Uh, the minute that you you start saying stupid crap and you start what is it? You 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 start Travis Etienne at wide receiver, right in the depth chart. You bring in Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow to play tight end. What a disaster! I think this team will stabilize, and I'm 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 going to say here right now, Chad. I'm not high on the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I think they will double their win total um, in 2022. It, it's it's six wins, but God, six wins, and maybe pushing, you know, the Colts, I mean, which they Jackson, did last in year. Six yeah, wins is borderline the playoffs. So uh, and. It's all about does Trevor Lawrence take that leap, yep. right? Yep. I think he's much better than Zach Wilson. It, it, look, let's say Trevor Lawrence can play about what Mac Jones played this year, yeah, or this past year. Yeah, I know we're still. That's gonna that. get you six wins. Yeah, so. I like this Jacksonville team. I'm hoping Doug Peterson just brings stability. And it's a division where, as much as we like this team, there's no juggernaut in this division. Absolutely not. So you can steal some wins. And then, of course, he plays at the Houston Texans. So (laughs) there you go, Chad. I I guess I'm I'm bullish on on, on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I, I give him six wins. Yeah, the only thing to me that's going to make that six wins thing hard to get to is that they got to play the West, the AFC West. That's going to be that's going to be four very tough games for them. But like you said, you get two against Houston in your own division. Um, I don't think any team in the South is going to be necessarily unbeatable. I mean, hell, yep. they beat they beat uh, Tennessee or I'm sorry, Indianapolis last year. Playoffs on the line. So yeah, exactly. So 
Um, but I, I really do think Lawrence is going to make a jump just because I still believe in him as, look, I think last year probably reset the expectations of can this guy be one of the top quarterbacks of all time or one of the best quarterback prospects right. you know, of the recent era. But I still think this is a guy who's going to be a really, really good Matthew Stafford-level quarterback. And that means he's going to be able to spray the ball around. Yeah, he's still going to make some mistakes. 17 interceptions last season. I don't expect that number to go down significantly this year. The two numbers I really expect to see go up, or that I hope to see go up, is the 6.0 yards per attempt because I want to see him driving the ball down the field a little bit more, making or extending plays with his legs a little bit more, looking to get extra yardage. And then also the 12 touchdowns. He's just he's just too good of a player to only throw 12 touchdowns last season. And you saw those flashes right in that Colts game at the end of the season. And I think yep. people kind of left that saying, all right, like, yeah, we're feeling all right. Look, man, the week before that, they had lost 50-10 to 10 in New England. And he threw one touchdown and three picks, which was yeah. how majority of the season went for him, if we're being honest. So I think if we can see Trevor Lawrence at a consistent level, and I think, man, I, I think Peterson is going to be a godsend for him. Much yes. like, I'm not saying that he's on the same level of McVay when Goff went from Jeff Fisher to McVay, but kind of similar jump if you consider how bad Urban was. And by the way, Urban, pack on big noon kickoff as we had, uh, as we had uh, projected <laughs> when he got fired. So. People always forgive with time, guys. That's the number one lesson in football, really in life, period. But in life, in get, life. Get, you think it's bad now, give it two months. People will forget anything happened. Um, and then, yeah, boss, so then that'll go ahead and bring us to our last team. That'll be Houston. 4-13 and 13 last year. I still I look at it. I, I'm sorry. I, I just say, I think David Cully deserved to keep his job. That might have been, them yeah. winning four games might have been the biggest miracle in NFL history last year. Because that team, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of a team that had less talent than them last year. So. Yep. Um, and, and they were able to win four games, and for some reason they let him go. Um, not sitting there saying, telling you that he's Vince Lombardi or anything like that, but I thought he deserved a year too. At least, if you're, at least, especially if you're going to bring in Lovey Smith, yeah, exactly. right? Right, exactly. So answer me, just answer me this, boss. This is the only thing I need mm. to know from you about Houston: is mm. Damian Pierce winning league MVP this season or next? He's definitely winning rookie of the year. Definitely? Really? Definitely. No, I'm wow. just joking. Come on, man. Oh, but you know, you know, you know, you know I'm being sarcastic. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, you fooled me uh, there, man. You had me. <laughs> I mean, I drafted him too on my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> so we're hoping it will be this year. Absolutely. Um, this is how I feel about the Texans. I think they are heading in the right direction. Uh, as far as talent-wise, but I don't think whatever they did this past offseason is yeah. necessarily going to move the needle in the win and loss column. I can see them winning four games. I can see them losing, uh, winning three games. Uh, one of those games that they won last year was a complete fluke, right? It, it was the, the, Chargers. Uh, Chargers. the Chargers game. Where Rex uh, they, Burkhead turned into Damian Pierce. Right. Uh, and... Uh, you know they, they they beat the Jaguars early. I think they were two and zero. I think or yeah, two and one early in the season. Twice. They beat the Jaguars you know, twice. Tyrod Taylor. Uh, here, this is what I want to know: the Houston Texans. I'm 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 trying. I'm still trying to clean up the mess that Bill O'Brien made. Mm. This year was year one. 
Next year will be year two. Now, the biggest question mark for the Houston Texans, uh, there's two of them. The second one being, are, are there any players in this roster that are foundation foundational pieces going forward? Right? I got, I know, Laramie Tunso. Uh, I got Derek Stingley. I, I like Green. They're, they're going to play a guard. I like those guys. Are those guys foundational pieces going forward? You know, Nico Nico Collins is, is another guy that I like. Right. Uh, it, we both like him. Yeah. And then, of course, the number one question is, what do I have in Davis Mills? Because this is the year where the, the Houston Texans really need to figure out if Davis Mills is a guy that you can pass, you know, when the next quarterbacks next year, that they're highly projected right now. Can I pass on those guys? Because I'm going to have a bad record Absolutely. this year. No doubt about that. Like, maybe the worst in the league, even though I think the Bears are, are highly competing for that as well. <laughs> and the Giants. Yeah. But it, 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 can I see enough from Davis Mills to answer the question, can I roll forward with this guy? But it's not in the win and loss column. Because to me, that can actually get worse even though it, it might shine some light for the future. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're them, if you can come out of this season with five guys who you feel really good about starting for you three years from now, then I think that'd be considered a win. And I'm not saying five guys that you just added this year. I just yep. mean five guys that are starters this year who you can say, hey, when we get a competitive team in two, three years, these guys can still be starters for our team. You know, maybe it's Jalen yep. Petrie, the safety yep. that they drafted in the second early in the He's been game. flashing. He's been flashing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, they got some other, like you said, young guys. Stingley, who they drafted uh, mm -hmm. third overall. Jonathan Greenard, I think is his name. The guy who they got yeah. third-round pick from a couple years ago was one of the few bright spots for them last year. So, mm -hmm. you know, if they can get some of those guys as, hey, when we put the better talent around this team, those guys can continue to elevate as well um, that'll be about the only thing that you're looking for if you're a Houston fan like you said outside of what does Davis Mills look like in year two who I mean let's be honest he was probably the second best rookie quarterback last year outside of Matt yep. Jones if you're just yes, scrapping you know all the draft picks um, and all the labels away from guys so boss that brings us to the end of the AFC you know what that means man it's playoff time it means we got to make our predictions I will say I've been doing I was doing a slight little bit of research just to let you know and because mm -hmm. every year when we pick the playoffs I hear this thing about oh man you know such and such new teams every year you got to have this many new teams this many new teams I was trying to figure out how how solid that is I, I feel like you have to like you have to have at least three new teams each year because each of the last three years and I extrapolated this out to eight years actually and it was think six of eight where there were at least three or more new playoff teams per conference each year so i i think the math to me i tried to make a real concerted effort to have at least three or close to three new playoff teams in each conference so that was kind of my math going into it boss you want to go ahead and unveil yours or how do you want to do this you want to go division winners first uh sure i can't do that Okay, I'll do mine. I'll do mine first. I'll give you All a right. second. All right. Number one overall seed in the AFC, I got the Chiefs. I got them as the number one team, number one seed, okay. AFC West winner. After that, I've got the Bills uh, mm -hmm. winning the AFC East. 
I've got the Indianapolis Colts winning the South. And as I said, I have the Baltimore Ravens winning the AFC North as of right now. Mm-hmm. My three wild card teams that I have, Chargers, Dolphins, and then I'm going to have the Raiders. I had the Titans in there. I had to scratch them off, and I went with the Raiders. All right. I'm going to go with my number one overall team. It's going to be the Buffalo Bills. Okay. All right. The number two, uh, I have the... <sighs> I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. I was just My thinking, number... I was like, man, how's he going to do this with the tie, tie record? <laughs> <laughs> My number three team, and this might shock you a little bit, I will have the Tennessee Titans. Wow. Okay. My number four team is the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Good? Yeah. All right. Now my I need those three wild cards. This is where it gets interesting. Bengals, Dolphins, Chargers. Not in that order. Yes. Well, you, uh, so Chargers, you... Chargers, Bengals, Dolphins. Okay. Five. Yeah. Five, six, seven. So kind of same wavelength we we were on. We both had the Dolphins there. Both had the. I'm Chargers. just low on the Colts. I'm low on the Colts. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell you're low on my Colts. That'll be one of our talking points this season, uh, or one of the things we're keeping an eye on. All right, guys, this is going to bring an end to our AFC preview. We decided on the fly we're going to kind of change it up. We're going to be releasing this in a two-part kind of mini-series, I guess, as we're helping get ready for the season. Part one coming out AFC. Part two will be releasing shortly. That'll be the NFC, NFC team's come or come back and see us next time jonathan anything before we head off on this one no man i'm just glad and excited to be back for season three episode 111 we're going to be dropping 112 real quick because we, we need time to talk about the cowboys yeah, so exactly. well that's you know. a whole that's a whole separate podcast <laughs> so, stay tuned for that one guys we appreciate you sticking with us this whole time staying with us through the off season This is part of the present we're given now that the season is back, and we hope you guys continue to listen. We will talk to you next time. Peace. Ciao.